Hey everybody, and welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding, episode 52. I guess this is our one-year anniversary, and on today's episode, Dusty Hanshaw and myself are going to be hammering your Instagram questions on It's Just Bodybuilding. up we got some questions man i jumped it I, I i sent that out early i think it was like three in the morning that i posted it i did an extra big cup of coffee today like giant massive cup of coffee so uh i am fired up to hammer these instagram questions I, uh, by the way yes. had arrived so i love the is that gray mutant you get gray on black no, this is white. This is white. Is that white? Oh, it looks gray. Okay, because that it, 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 gray would gray be gray. would be sharp now. Now I probably should do one. You, you should send me one to wear with that hat. People ask me all the time. They're like, "Oh, when is just, did when mutant release those?" I was like, "I just kind of make up my own shit over here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that though, now the world shut off. I don't really get anything, so I just make my own stuff. I don't think that they're going to make pink shirts anytime soon, but I sure as fuck did. No, no. I want <laughs> I, I want a, a, a bunch of shirts, the random colors. I oh, want a blue one with yellow mutant on it. That's sharp. You know what else is good? Blue with red. Royal oh, yeah. with red. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Remember when we had that rule where we, only, we had to stick to the colors when maroon was the thing? Remember we were only allowed yeah. to make it? Yeah. That fucked my game up. So once that shit dropped, I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I wasn't a fan of that either. Variety. I like the freedom. Yeah, it's a must. It's a must. So, isn't it in the Constitution that you guys have down there, Dusty? I think we break the Constitution all the time down here now, so it doesn't seem to matter. Still, but, is a is a governor still turning people's water off? Is dude, that California? Yes, that's California. That's California. Is that even legal? Pretty sure it's not. Pretty sure everything that's happening right now or hmm. here, the, uh, the the guy who owns all the mountainside fitnesses. Got in a little public pissing match with the governor, and they keep making it harder and harder to open his business. And then EOS backdoored, negotiated the whole thing, and opened on Monday. And they're the only gym in town that's open. And I'm like, really? wouldn't you just say to all the gyms, these are the standards you got to live by, and you could yeah. all open? No, I get a freaking email at like Sunday night. We're opening tomorrow. And I, when I first read it, I was like, Wow, they just said fuck you and they're opening. Then I opened it up and they're like, Yeah, we've been working tirelessly behind the scenes, got this going with the governors, and we open tomorrow. I was like, Wow, like my gym's still not open. That sounds, like, that, that sounds like bullshit backdoor politics. Yeah, no, for sure. That was that's a case. That's what I said. It's it's a case of since you decided to publicly try to embarrass me, I'm gonna use my I'm a governor card and fuck you over for a week or two. Yeah. Yeah, Which is funny true. to me because I think as a voter, if you don't see that and go, so you let your ego supersede people's jobs, people's health. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of that going on down there. It's crazy. It's cool though because um, his name's Ducey. So it makes it so easy for me to call him Governor Ducey. And it just right. flows. You know what I mean? It just, it just flows. It's almost spelled the same. And I'm like a child. So I'm like, <laughs> every time I'm like, Ducey. Are they doing that on the radio? Actually, it's starting to get about that bad, literally. Like, yeah. to the point that even uh, Fox News did a uh, 
did an interview with the guy that owns Mountainside Fitness, and they were like, so this seems like personal. And he's like, yeah, it is. I'm like, right. I just right out in the open, huh? Okay, that's different. Yeah. So, you ready for some questions? Well, first we have to let everybody know. Um, like, share, subscribe, and comment. Valid. And, should... and everyone knows what happens if I don't say that. Scott gives me the sternest lecture over the text messages that we that we have going. I'm so and glad that he doesn't like depend on me for anything because I don't talk, even get those text messages. Just... Talks to me like I'm a like I'm a dysfunctional child. You forgot to say like, share, subscribe, and comment. It's gotta be in order. I can feel the spit spraying through the chat in my face as you know what I mean? Like it's I wonder so... if it messes him up when he's typing. Cause you know how like if you get spit or water on there, you can't <laughs> we'll have to ask him about that. Yes. Kind of visualize yes. how he's doing this. Which by the way, I forgot to tell you, before we get into this random bodybuilding banter, I only have my children for ten. 12 more days before they go to school. And then how long are they gone for? They're going to canine games, which is the, uh, the, uh, the dog training facility that Matt owns. Yep. And, uh, they're gonna be gone for like five or six weeks. Wow. Oh yeah. We're not fucking around. They, they're getting them. They're going military style. When I, when I pick them up, I expect them to be like, yes, sir. You know, want some really, and you don't have to be there for yeah. that. Like they'll just, they'll be. They'll no, just... I'm gonna, I'm gonna obviously go because I'm psychotic and I don't have any friends, so my friends are gonna be gone. Um, so I'll go there probably once a once a week, twice a week, and just kind of go and and uh, video all the stuff that's going on. Right, and they'll be excited to see you and. Yeah, so I mean, I gotta actually work that out with them on how when I'm allowed to go, so I don't fuck up the the whole deal. You know. Wow. That's but yeah, I was thinking core. about, I'm actually going to get, you know, those, I thought of it today because everyone's going back to school in the States. They got the little sign that says like, Ian, second grade. I'm like, I'm making one of those fuckers for, for uh, Donna and Harvey. I'm going to take a little picture with them. First day of school, how tall they are, what they want to do with their wow. lives. So what now I, I, now I know Matt owns it, right? So, yes. So I'm not asking you, I'm yes. asking what would it cost a normal person to do that with two small dogs? of that style for what you're getting. But would that cost um, normal? No, so the the price, I mean the price is 3500 a piece. Right. Um and the funny thing is, is when I tell people that they're like 3500 bucks. But here's the deal. And these guys are small. Um but because of how I work, they've got the whole house. I've got I don't know, 5 600 dollars in in uh damage to my baseboards from when they were really really little. Um, I've got one white couch that got ruined, um, because they took, I buy them these bones, like actual bones that they just chop up over at, uh, AJ's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one day I wasn't paying attention and Harvey got up on the couch with it and it had blood right. on, on my white couch. So it kind of quickly, <laughs> I was like, kind of wish I'd have got them in there earlier. Cause, right. Cause my, my total went from 7,000 up to closer to nine because of the damages that went on. Um, but truthfully, the, the way I look at it, and I've been telling people, because I've had a few friends I've already had to go over there before I even did, um, was they're going to live for 10, 15 years. Do the math on 3,500 bucks. And when right. they come out, I mean, to give you an idea, like um, walking, Donna will know to be on the left side, Harvey will be on the right. Like that's where they walk. Or if you go inside of somewhere and you tell them to place, like I go somewhere like, 
Costco. If I tell them a place and sit there, I can walk away. They'll just sit there. Right. Wait for you to tell them they can come back. So it's like, you know, for someone like me, because I am OCD, having them fuck up the house in any way makes me want to strangle someone. Like, even right. if it's just something dumb, like if the show goes along and one pisses on the floor, and my whole house is wooden floors, but you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, right. so. Right. Yeah, no, it's easily worth it to me. So I'm actually, it's funny because I was the same way. I mean, you know, I'm, I am cheap. So I was like 3,500 bucks. But then once the couch went, I was like, shit. Oh, yeah. See, I don't, that, I don't see you gr- as cheap. That was a grand right then and there that I just wasted. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't see you as cheap. I, I think we're actually kind of similar, but you just have different priorities. But like, I'm really frugal with my money unless I want something. Yeah, yeah, I'll, that's what I always say. You people I like waste money something. on shit that they. Yeah, like if I yeah. want to buy something, I'll buy it today for ten thousand dollars. But, <laughs> but I, but I'll try to like I, you know, I'm I, I don't like overpaying for stupid shit. But if I want something that interests me, yeah. then I'll get it. So yeah. I don't, you know, it kind of balances out. Yeah, so it's funny though because I have I've had uh, I've sent about five dogs over there from me. And every person that's uh, that's actually got them back, uh, and it's kind of funny because I sent them, but I hadn't actually done it yet. Right, um, has told me like so worth it. Yeah, I I remember I had a buddy who had a cane corso, uh-huh. and, uh, it was a different setup. He was taking the cane down for like, and dropping it off at a school for like a week. It was like a week at a time, I think. Right, it's a different. It was, something else but he had to go down for like another week because he went down for several weeks and we went to pick the dog up so i got to go to the dog training place right and it was um you know i don't know if they even did small dogs i mean maybe they did but when i was there it was all big dogs like and they were doing like like takedown stuff guard dog shit yeah you know the guys they do everything yeah yeah the guys wearing the arm pad and they're like they're going hard on him they're teaching him all the german commands yeah. And um, anyways, his dog was just like a robot. Yeah, that's what's cool about like, it. They, they do every option, like you said. I mean, they do police training dogs. You going to um, do some takedowns with Donna? Fucking right, dude. She'll take your shoelace right the fuck off. <laughs> Without question, she will do that. Um, no, but they do. They do all that stuff. But um, I think the the biggest factor for me is just knowing that they're going to do what they're supposed to do. Um, right. cause I like to walk them without a leash, that kind of thing. Um, kind of, kind of tough to, uh, tough to beat that, that situation for me is like, you know, they can cruise around, but they'll actually, they just know that's what they're yeah. supposed to do. And then and the funny thing is, is dogs are actually, um, they like that. They yeah. prefer to know they're doing shit right. And that's the thing is like, even the complaints I have is it's not cause they're asshole dogs. Cause I'm an asshole owner that doesn't have the time to stand on top of them for six, eight weeks. Um, and that's the thing is I had a couple people that were like, well, I can take my dog down to, you know, whatever the, the pet smart and it only costs this much. And I'm like, okay, well I, I tell this a friend of mine that, that actually ended up buying and, and going to Matt was, uh, I said, okay, well you have two options. You can come train with me for 45 minutes with 17 other dogs. And that's going to cost you 300 bucks. Or you can come live with me 24 hours a day. There's people with the dogs 24 hours a day. Yeah. Uh, seven days a week for six weeks. Where do you think the value is going to be better? If you're trying to become a bodybuilder, you want to move into my house for six weeks and pay 3500 so I can teach you how to do it? Or do you want to come see me twice a week for 200 bucks for an hour? Once a week. You yeah. know? 
with yeah, it's one of those things. People. It's like, yeah, they don't. It just doesn't function that way. And as soon as you kind of drive that into people's head, they're like, oh, so my yeah. God. When you go, like, if you're normal and not obsessive like me, you literally drop the dog off, and come back in six weeks, and you'll come back and it's like, oh shit, this is the only thing they have to do is teach you how to uh, how to do it. And then obviously the other thing is I can go back every weekend forever to get continued training if I want. Right. Which yeah, is yeah. 40 minutes away. I'll never go. But <laughs> I'm kidding, that's Matt. Like, I'm kidding. Yeah, that's like <laughs> He's another test when he hears that one. <laughs> so so you, don't, you don't expect me to uh, not mention the nose ring. I, you, It's too late, dude. You've met, you're have you way down the line now. I don't know. It's I, been I, mentioned. I, it's been brought no, I, up. I saw it and I saw people talking about it. And, but now I you know, got you on the show talking about it. So what's going on? Because it's funny. It, I almost don't see it. Well, that's it's just a small black little yeah, deal. It's black is that why yeah, I went with black? Yeah, and you know, like you have a straight nose hair, right? I'm well. That's the thing. At my age, it's possible. And then I didn't want to mention that. <laughs> Here, well, you should have. That's that's but a real friend. Rude. What a dick. That's like if I have something in my teeth. A good friend goes, "Dude, you got shit in your fucking teeth." Right. An asshole lets nine hundred other people see it. I thought it was like. Just like, you did you have like old. a booger or something? Your nose was just starting to cave in on one side, leaving a little shadow there. <laughs> He's getting uglier. Oh, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> I just thought you were progressively getting uglier and I, and less symmetrical. I didn't yeah. understand. This yeah. is basically like it's a midlife crisis just holding on to youth. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? More tattoos, sticking holes in my face. So if we're going to talk about midlife crisis, do I take a minute just to show something? Yes. And I know what it is. I think I know what it is. What if it's like something weird? Uh-oh. It's going. Oh, yep. That is it. That's it. That's it. This is his $2,500 bike frame. <laughs> okay. Midlife crisis update. Yes. Jesse's nose ring. So I'm waiting for one more box to arrive, and then I can actually start the build. Right. I've got almost all the parts. Just a few things missing. But here's the frame for the Hoffman Bikes Big Daddy that I'm building. It's a beautiful fucking flatland frame, classic flatland BMX frame. Many world championships were won back in the day on the Big Daddy, and uh, I'm building one because I fucking want one. Yeah, like that's that's like, dude, you, you've you've locked into my story of life right now. Is yeah, everything no, that's, I do is that's because the I deal. fucking want to. <laughs> so so here's the deal. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about this for more than a minute. But, two minutes. Uh, two minutes. But um, someone asked me like a while ago, what what did you give up to be a bodybuilder? And I said, well, nothing. Like it was all I wanted to do. Right. Like but. you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I had no problem quitting football. Nope. I didn't really miss skiing. Like I loved skiing, but I just love bodybuilding way more. Yeah. Didn't miss martial arts. I almost had a black belt. I just fucking quit. You right. know, black belt doesn't look as cool as 20 inch arms, man. I don't give a fuck. Valid. So, so valid. So, um, but the whole time I was a bodybuilder, I would watch BMX freestyle riders and go, fuck man, I miss <laughs> it. Right. And um, and it wasn't just the actual riding either. I just love the culture and the bikes. I love the bikes. I loved building bikes when I was young. I built a bunch of freestyle bikes and, um, you know, I'm just kind of a just something I love. So I thought, why don't I build one? And right. if worse comes to worse, I can just hang it on my fucking wall like art. 
<laughs> or or I can fucking ride it around on a Sunday. What the fuck? Or I could take it to the park right behind my house. Maybe break my arm. Maybe not. But What's I'm not? building one. So yeah. So that's that's what that's my midlife crisis. So I'm about I'm about three grand deep. That's the part that I fucking love, dude. <laughs> it's like, but but you, I get it though because if it's your thing, you're like, eh. yeah, eh. I I love the bikes and it's this whole underworld of like forums and shit, right. and it's like super small cult, right? So you've been reimmersed into forums like your bodybuilding days. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just been a fun distraction. So, but yeah, but that's my little fun project. I've learned a fucking lot, man. There's like a whole bunch that's changed, right? Right. So. I'm looking forward to building it. What about that? Uh, you, you see that guy that had the family with the 80s bikes? Is that right by your house when you saw yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so he'll I, see I, you soon. Did you tell him? No, I actually seen him again the other day. He was he was out for a ride. He was on a different bike. He's got like a huge collection of vintage bikes. But this won't be vintage. This is more mid-school. This is very current geometry and all that stuff. So it'll be like an up-to-date bike with a lot of new parts on it. But he rides like the vintage 80s bikes. Right. Did you tell him you're building one, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he totally got it. He's like, oh, yeah, yes. yeah, oh, yeah. You're yeah. the biggest dude he's ever seen build a BMX bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we'll yeah. I can tell you, when you picked up the frame, I'm like, I actually know how big those are. And it looks kind of small. When, <laughs> when Rod's hold, it looks like chopsticks. <laughs> They're small, man. It's so funny how little it weighs. You know, they're so light now, too. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. It's lighter now, too. Okay. All right, question time. Now that we, we rambled on, but I had to. I had I'll to. Start putting them on the wall behind me. Okay. <clears throat> Let's start with this one. Shoot. John Thick. I know this guy. I love his who name, John Thick. Who do you think makes more money? A top 10 Mr. Olympia bodybuilder or a pro bikini competitor with an OnlyFans page? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I don't know. Are there pro girls that have only? Yeah, there's lots, eh? I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Here's here's what I would say. I I, I wouldn't be afraid to put the the top OnlyFans girls against the top bodybuilders. I'm very curious. I'm very like I know it. The the the, the range is probably enormous. Oh, for sure. No, but I had uh, I have two friends you that, know, like, uh, that do it, and like we're talking like here and there. Yeah. And fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a month, American, U.S. I'm like. Nope. Easy. Well, you put up. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, we're talking about somebody who puts like a picture or two a week. I'm like, yeah. You got that many dudes jerking off to your ass? Well, you I get two thousand bucks at, at ten bucks or fifteen bucks a month. I I have I have like lots of friends that that have OnlyFans accounts. I don't know what most of them make, but I know one girl makes ten grand a month easy. Yeah, like how can you like? Yeah. How do you fault that though? I mean, see, this is how I look at this, and, I'm and I and that's and think. that's and, and that's like the those aren't like superstar pages, like the yeah. you know superstar pages. I don't know what they're making. They must be making unbelievable money. All I think about though is this, Ron. A bunch of girls are doing that on Instagram for free. Yeah, no, it's it's a smart move. I'm like, so what? So you take it off of Instagram, you put it on there, and if you're somebody who doesn't care about your tits or whatever. I know everybody likes to hate on it, but to me, I'm like, if you don't care, what the fuck? Like, cause I don't, I really don't think of like anything about seeing, I mean, I guess I think the industry alters us a little bit. Like I don't blink to see women naked. It doesn't yeah. like, and it's, I had somebody ask me like, who's the greatest only fan page. And I was like, how the fuck would I know? I'm not paying somebody eight bucks to the tits. No way. 
like <laughs> huge, huge, huge market, obviously. Yeah, no, it's it's enormous, but it's just funny yeah. because our industry changes the way it is for us. I mean, right. you know, you've done guest posing and things, and you don't even think girls are changing right there. You're getting your tan on. Like, I don't you don't process the same way. And I've and if you've done photo shoots, like yeah. come on. <laughs> like so so the, the answer to the question is, yes, there are absolutely girls doing OnlyFans pages making more money than the top Olympia guys. Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. So, ladies, open your accounts. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's interesting, too. You know, um, I saw somebody talking about how there was an explosion of <clears throat> new OnlyFans pages when COVID hit and the lockdowns happened. Of course. And it's, uh, you know, when you lock people down and take away their jobs – you force them to monetize whatever other skills they have or benefit or, you know, blessings they have. And if you happen to be someone who's got something to offer in that respect, I mean, you know, there yeah, you go. Monetize the away. Like, you look at it and it's like, I have a friend, like I said, one of my friends literally got into it because she wanted to purchase something. Oh, and yeah. then she was like, well, how am I supposed to stop now? <laughs> like literally like we yeah. had a conversation about it and she and I, you know because and i just asked because i'm like I, I don't care i'm like what exactly she's like oh i don't show everything she's like you'll see my tits see me right. wrong i'm like so you're making a couple grand a month slipping in a nip out like yeah gee, and like you're and we're talking about this is somebody who's not like well known at all like you yeah. said and i'm thinking damn so ladies and gentlemen it's a good thing i wasn't bored a woman that was hot because yeah I wouldn't even have time for this shit. I'd be taking pictures. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Good shit. Ladies, I have nothing wrong, nothing against your move if that's your deal at all. No, man. Bank. Bank that Make money. Make that money. Even if I, I was know. dating you, I'd be like, do your thing. I don't care. Okay. Here we go. You and Ron start a rock band with Chris Aceto as your manager. After the success of your hit single, Two at a Time, the Splendor remix, and a second single, The Girls Like Equal Distribution, the band's popularity skyrockets. But Ron, the lead guitarist, doesn't want the life of fame and tries to convince you not to sign to a major label. Do you keep Ron around or fire him and replace him with Jordan Peters? <laughs> <laughs> I read this in the middle of the night. He said this, and I was like, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Oh, that is beautiful. I love the names of the singles. <laughs> two at a time the splendor remix oh man and then the other one was called the girls like equal distribution yes unbelievable I yeah i mean it, like, unbelievable this is a thought out plan unbelievable and, it, and i guess it was this is a question is asked to me and ron knows oh. the answer because i'm a scumbag ron's trying to take me away from money because he doesn't want the life of fame and i need that money so ron's either gonna yeah. have to get on board or get the fuck out and yeah, Plus, I mean, now I got a now I've got a, a an English accent on. We're going to another level. Yeah, no, that'd be probably be yeah. And then and then what happens is I go the solo acoustic route. Oh, there it is. What's well, kind of sad at that right? Point. And I do the small the <laughs> and I do the small intimate theater tours, and uh, eventually start winning Grammys. Well, because you're gonna be the guy that didn't sell out. Yeah, and that's big yeah. underground. You'll be huge when you die at that point. Yeah, yeah, no. I, yeah, well, I'll, that's I'll, what people I'll, appreciate your art. I'll be essentially playing the long game, <laughs> right? And I, I'll, I've already been forgotten. Be like, there'll be like a there'll be like a Dave Chappelle element to my appearances, <laughs> right? 
Because, oh my God, Ron showed up with his acoustic at the club last night, played three songs and left like a ghost. Yeah, he was, right. I mean, it's essentially Dante Trudell. I mean, I get yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. The, the guy that for the longest time I didn't even know if it was real. <laughs> yeah, no. It's like, yeah, yeah. That's Did I ever so tell you funny. about that when we, uh, when when Evian and I first went to meet Dante? Um, we flew out. I had went to dinner with him and his wife. She had never met them. We're staying at their house. So I knock on the door and he opens the door and introduces himself and he turns around and she looks at me and goes, I thought he was black. <laughs> because, <laughs> because the picture in his, in the avatar on professional muscle was just his tricep. It was dark in the room. Oh, right, so, right. So the entire time he had been coaching me for like over a year, the whole time, I, mean, I thought he That's was so a black funny. guy. It's like no. <laughs> I think it. Yeah, yeah. It's. Just, I think a funny thing for anyone to do when they meet Dante is to shake his hand and go, "Oh my God, you're real." I think that's <laughs> hilarious. If you if you if you're meeting Dante for the first time, do please do that. Oh. Act like you can't believe he's real. Make a comment like, "Oh my God, I, I didn't Touch. think you were real Touch. this whole time. <laughs> whole time I didn't think you were real." Yep. <laughs> Oh, that's good okay. stuff. Yeah, no. Okay. So yeah, that, I told you, I had that one. I was not gonna miss that question. It was well too, way too thought out. No, that was deep. That was... <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, this one's for Big Dave Howler. Um, Ron, Ronnie always talks about his big single squad, and his only regret was not getting more reps. You know that quote? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, what, what about, what about us? We ever missed a weight or, or something that we always wanted to do that we haven't done yet? Or, you know, is there anything like that? You know, it's something that you, for some reason, always wanted to do, but you never got, never did do it. I'm trying to think. I mean, like when you, when you're talking in terms of that, like I don't have that. Um, I guess because also I'm not done. Right. Um, and I mean, it's funny, but for whatever reason, my strength just keeps going. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you're, it's, you're sort of at your strongest ever right now, aren't you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's like, I don't have that, but I can say, uh, and it's, it's why I actually push clients to video. Sometimes I've actually had multiple times, even me where I've known I was done and I watched the video. I'm like, fuck, I could have done another one. Right. Like. I thought my form was slipping because I'm really, especially I know exactly what stuff. Mean. I know exactly. If I think my form is going, I don't chase one more rep. Like you fucking dumb. This is a no. long term thing, and, and I'm already smoked. But then when you see a video every now and then, you're like, I've had a few that I've posted, and I was kind of hoping a couple times. I think the only people that would call me out on it are 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 friends, right? And I don't think they would do it publicly because they would think it wasn't cool to do that. But I'm sure they saw it and they're like, as hardcore as that was, there was one or two left. Well, yeah, <laughs> but but the people that are actually your friends also know what it's like to train that way. And they understand, like, like there's lots of times where I've watched a video and it's exactly what you're saying. You think, fuck, man, I, 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 I my form didn't break and yeah. the rep speed was actually pretty good. Mm. I could have got another rep, but you're in a different reality at the time. You yep. feel like that weight's going up. You feel like that's a 10 second concentric because you're, you're so close to fatigue and you're thinking, holy fuck, my left glutes about to stop firing. Like this is what's going on in my head when I'm hitting failure now as an older beat up bodybuilder. Well, you know, I'm like, you know yeah. 
So I'm like, I've, I'm driving up. I'm thinking, okay, fuck, that left quad doesn't have another rep. Mm-hmm. If I come down again, it's going to be hips turning. And and right. so I'll rack it. But, yeah, it looks like there's more reps. But, no, I, I, I know what's going on. And, and you know what's going on in that moment. Yeah. So, so it, yeah, that's why I don't criticize guys that are rowing five plates. Oh, you got another rep. Right. It's like it's five fucking plates. <laughs> You know, it's funny is we did that because, you know, Jordan and I are fucking around with this uh, 405 trying to get to 20 on dead stop rows. Mm. And uh, so truthfully, I'm changing my workout. I do the 405 and then I do my heavy set. Right. <laughs> like I'm not even yeah. doing my workout correctly. No, um, no, it's, you're, you're doing a pre-exhaust. Yeah. So you know, I did yeah. I did 405 uh, last week and I got 17 and one, like one sloppy one. And uh, and then I went to do my 495 and uh during the reps, I literally got up and I was like, those were terrible. Like, I can't <laughs> even post this video. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and then Tommy goes, the, he goes, those reps were hard. He goes, but I don't think it's what you think it was. No. And I watched it and I was like, those were all flawless reps. It yeah, just was yeah. so heavy because yeah, I, I was heavy. gassed that, that the first rep felt ugly just because usually the first rep pops. And, and none of them. I mean, every, like he was laughing, he goes, every one of those reps sucked to do. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, the, 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 it's, yeah. It's really good to catch a set like that on video and be able to watch it back and just sort of go, ah, okay, this is what I'm doing. Um, I don't take enough videos lately. It's mm-hmm. funny, we've just been so into the workouts. But I, the, there is one thing that I never did that I always wanted to do. What's that? And it's not like I put a lot of effort into doing it. So it's not like I tried and failed. It just never kind of randomly happened. Right. And looking back on it, I'm like, fuck, I kind of always wanted to do that. Was squat 405 for 20 reps. Right. I never did that. Uh, I did it for 17 reps a few times. Mm -hmm. And I remember hitting 17 with it. And being like, oh, fuck, I'm going to be able to get 20 soon. But I just, you know, something happened and maybe I stopped squatting for a bit. Or we had something you would you condition up. yourself for. So if yeah, you wanted to, you could have done that in four weeks. Yeah, yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? But I, I for some reason, I always had this like romantic attachment to squatting 405 for 20. And that's like good squats too, like no yeah. bullshit squatting, you know, but that's like full deep fucking reps. And then I have a client who uh, sent me a video a little while ago, Ashley. He he uh he sent me a video and I, I'm going to get the number wrong, but he squatted 405 for like 28 fucking reps. And you're watching going, no, wait, oh, you're not done yet. Oh, shit. yeah, no, he just kept, he just kept like, he got to like, almost got to 20 without stopping. And then he just like breathe repped fucking yeah. eight more reps. It was just the craziest set. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. But, yeah. um, I, I always wanted to do that. You know, I did the 425 bench and a six plate squat for a single and a six plate deadlift for reps, but, um, four plates for 20 was something I always want. I don't know why. Like that was just I think it's funny to me, though, that, that everyone has – there are those numbers, though, like you said, for bodybuilding. Like you got to bench or incline. I don't bench, but you got to incline 405, 455. That's a thing. Um, right. You have to deadlift six plates. I, I remember <laughs> when the, the 150 dumbbells was like a big thing on the incline. I remember when I used to put the 150s up at the old golds. Yeah. Everyone would be like, oh, fuck, the 150s are going up on the incline. <laughs> right. Yeah. People would stop <laughs> stop the gym yeah and like yeah. nowadays like there's guys who like there's guys who you know they're not they're even not, that big they're putting up 150s but the strength is just so crazy 
Yeah, the game is just, I used to remember, and I know you see Ron Coleman, the unbelievable video. Yeah. Um, my favorite part of that video was watching him kick back the 200s by himself. Oh, just so leaning easy. back. Because I'm like, back. he just that leans back. Was- and I'm like, and I mean, 150s are nothing for me. But I do think about it when I lean back. Like, it's oh. it's 300 pounds. Yeah, you, you don't want to have that yeah. bad rollback where you're not centered on the bench. It's I've like done, I've done the 200s. Um, uh-huh. And I had I had people hand them to me. I laid back and they put them in my hands and then I went. Like right. I couldn't. I don't think I could lean those back even now. Like that's a lot. You know. Plus I've got short legs, so like I always laugh because I'll lean back and I gotta like catch myself on the fucking ground if I don't lean back perfectly. Yeah, he yeah. did it like, oh, yawn, lean back, bust out twelve reps, throw them on the ground. I'm like, that's four. Hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah. No. There. There was this. Uh, this. This dude uh, from the UK. Really amazing athlete. Um, he. He came to uh, the gym to shoot a. Well, he came to Vancouver to shoot a movie, mm-hmm. and uh, he was training at West Coast once in a while when he could make it out of downtown. And he came one day and he he picked the two hundreds up because he's like, oh, you got two hundreds. I got to press those while I'm here. Like he was, fuck yeah. I told him I was right. like, you got to press those because I knew he was really strong. Right. And uh, he so when it, chest day came around, he he picked them up off the floor, put them on his own knees, rolled back, cranked out six reps, fucking dropped them. You know, I was like, like okay. oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love shit like that. What was it? Uh, I didn't see this, but I heard about it. You probably did. Um, do you remember when they were doing like the challenges with Stan Efforting and stuff the, at the animal booths? I just got it before I forget this name. Sean Frederick Parker Fitness. Sean Hercules Parker. That's a dude. Anyway, well, that's a dude that did that. Beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking beast. insanity. I remember uh, one year at the Arnold, um, they somehow there was like a, a deadlifting challenge. Right. And uh, I don't know how, but uh, allegedly uh, um, there was a little bit of a sliding that took place. And uh, and uh, so Stan didn't somehow like get invited or whatever. But a guy was that was doing the deadlifting was like amping the crowd up and trying to get all like hyped up to go do this deadlift. And I guess Stan just walked in there, pulled it for one and walked out like without a word. Oh, (laughs) wow. Just walked in, grabbed it, boom, put it down. And I'm like, I would have paid to see that. I, I it's so like ruins the excitement of everything else when someone just walk, it'd be like walking in in jeans and squatting four oh, or five yeah. for twenty and walking out. <laughs> I I love the video where Stan's working out with that dude and he says, <clears throat> "If you pull this, if you pull this deadlift, then I'll do it with one hand." And the guy like struggles and pulls it. It's like a five plate deadlift. And then right. Stan goes, "Okay, you 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 win." And he goes in fucking one arm deadlifts it. Dude. Yeah, just crazy. Just crazy. Yeah baffles my mind that's why when people because people do that to me all the time you should consider powerlifting i'm like it's a different fucking thing like it's i don't know how like i'm like it it's not the same if i can do it for nine it doesn't mean okay cool add 300 pounds you get it for one it might be add 50 pounds and get it for one (laughs) you know oh god we have some fucking solid ones by the way Hey, what's going on, guys? Scott McNally here. I'm going to jump in with a quick break, and then we will get right back to the show. By the way, guys, if you're listening to this on iTunes, do me a favor and leave us a five-star review 
all that stuff will help to uh, boost us up so that other people can find our programming. All right, guys, we're going to take just a brief pause to shout out truenutrition.com. I've been using them for years now, years long before they sponsored our programming, and so has Skip, and so has Scott Stevenson, and so has Dusty Hanshaw. In fact, those guys knew the owner, Dante Trudell, for years now, since back before he even had True Nutrition. He's the creator of DC Training, which we talk about all the time, and he's also the creator of True Nutrition. He developed this company so that he could offer bodybuilders high-quality supplements with no flashy marketing, no gimmicks, none of the stuff that would boost the pricing up. This way, he could sell products for next to wholesale pricing and make sure that he kept them as high-quality as possible. I back everything sold by truenutrition.com. You can get everything you need from all your protein powders to plant-based protein powders to whole food vitamins and fish oil to performance supplements like your NO products like citrulline, malate, and beta alanine. Anything you could possibly think of, you can get there at True Nutrition. And if you use our code ADVICES, that will let them know that you support our programming and in turn, they'll continue to support what we are doing. So once again, that's truenutrition.com and our code ADVICES supports our podcasts, plus it'll get you a discount. I also want to shout out getazoth.com. That's A-Z-O-T-H. Azoth is on the cutting edge of brain supplements. Increasing focus and attention, live in the zone. Cognition and memory to process faster and think deeper. Improves mood, controls stress, plus energy and motivation. Start strong and finish stronger. Whatever you're investing your time in, the idea of nootropics is to get more out of it, to get more accomplished and to be more effective at what you're doing. I use nootropics to help boost my cognitive abilities while I'm podcasting, adjusting diets, and dialing people in on their contest preps. Azoth 2.0 is great for performance enhancement at my desk, but it's also great for performance enhancement in the gym. Check them out. You can go to getazoth.com. You can go to the Amazon link. Both of those are in our show notes. And we also have a code. Advices10 will get you 10% off at either of those sites. That's A-Z-O-T-H. Thank you guys for listening to our ads. Thank you for supporting us by shopping with our sponsors and using our codes. And if you have any questions, reach out to me at Scott McNally one on Instagram or hit me up at the advices radio group on Facebook. Okay. What about this one? Uh, oh, is it your turn? No, shoot. Cause you got one ready. Okay. So you mentioned that you bought a new toy. Yes. What? I can't say. What do you mean? You can't say you can't say it's on not Instagram. Done. Oh, it's not done. It's oh, not so done. well, give us a hint. It has four wheels. Oh, yeah. I assume that. It's, uh, it's, is it it's, replacing your Lexus? Or are you going to be a two-car guy? Are you going to no, become this, a this will, this guy? Be, no, this will become the, this. So this is the thing. All right. It's a four-wheel drive Okay. that I just decided I had to have. Is it a truck? Did you get a truck? I did buy a truck. Ah, I knew Very that was Very specific coming. truck. Yeah, and I that's bet. That's fun. That's like my uh, bike specific bike. Yeah. Every single then, part was custom ordered. But you know what sucks is, though, so I buy this it's one of those things where I just decided I've been having Did this car see? for okay. forever. Let's hang on a second. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you remember the Seinfeld where Jerry gets the really nice leather coat? <laughs> okay. And George, and, and George goes, how much was this coat? Did you pay 400 for this coat? And Jerry goes, <laughs> Jerry doesn't say anything. And 400, 500. Did you pay 500 for this coat? If you, if you paid 500 for this coat, I'm jumping out that window. And Jerry just doesn't say anything. He goes, 600 You paid 600 for this coat. <laughs> so did you spend, are you spending like a hundred grand on a truck? No, 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 no. Thank God. Guys, people do that. 
No, no, they're, they're no. This is like no. So literally, all it was was I've been I've been contemplating on all these on these. I do want to buy a toy like that. I won't drive all the time. Right. And I've been I mean I've literally been thinking and I've and saw a few. I even almost bought one that I found in San Francisco. Like, but for some reason I'm usually you know me I'm like a child. Like I make a decision in five seconds, and I realize I'm like the reason that I'm not jumping on this toy thing is I'm not really happy with my daily thing. So right. I finally just broke, found the one I wanted. Actually, I called the dealership and I was like, can you find me this truck? I need this exact one. And uh, they made it work. The only thing that sucks, and I, I won't say the numbers, and it's not terrible, but the last time I bought a truck that was lifted, and I, or I did it all myself, but I bought it brand new, it was half of what this one costed. Yeah. And that sucks. Trucks used to be cheap. Now I'm like, this is more expensive than my Lexus. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking like Hunter just bought a a, a new uh, F350 or whatever. I'm like, his is 20k on top of mine. Yeah. I'm like fuck. But but no. So uh, and it's nothing crazy. It's just I wanted a specific one. So uh, I found it yesterday, and uh, they were like, "Okay, we can have it here in ten days." So I actually am already, I have the Lexus, but like it has dealer plates on it because my plates are waiting there for the truck to arrive. <laughs> it's already done. I just pick it up and then the day I pick it up, it goes straight to the shop to start its uh, surgeries, we'll call it. Ah, okay. It's pretty, you know? So I'm like you, I make slow decisions. I decided yesterday. <laughs> I, I get that. I get that. Okay. I was like, yeah. And I had like no support on this either. I'm I'm trying to call. I'm trying to call. <laughs> None someone. of my friends thought it was a good idea. No, no, it's worse. They thought it was a good idea. Oh, okay. I call and I'm like, this is probably dumb. You should do it. It makes more sense for you. I'm like, I'm trying to not spend this money. You, you suck. I should have called right. you. You'd talk me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have I would have probably got you into skateboarding. Yeah, exactly. I'd have a four thousand dollar bicycle, and I have to tell you, I don't know how to ride a two wheeler. Um, <laughs> so yes, that'll be. So I'm, I'm actually, I'm hoping it'll be all done by next week, because uh, I have uh, my video guy coming to film. Uh, so okay. we have some fun things, you know. That's cool. Because we're dropping the dogs off, as we already said. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Bah, bah, bah. Oh, this is actually good. Uh, how have your views on fulfillment from bodybuilding changed over the years? Did you get into it because you were bullied slash wanted to impress girls and then your motives changed? Go. Yeah, my, my motives for getting into bodybuilding had nothing to do with anything negative. I, 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 in fact, I've even tried to, to find if there could be. Like, you know, like I delve deep into your recesses of your brain. I got, I got like bullied a little bit at one point in my life. I got like a little bit of bullying, just like I got a healthy dose. It just sort of toughened me up a little bit. And that, that actually drove me into martial arts. Right. Was that I got bullied a little bit when I was really young. It wasn't major, but then that kind of pushed me into martial arts, which then turned out to be like an amazing thing for discipline and learning bodybuilding. Oh yeah, I mean, it actually, I actually credit uh, martial arts with the the foundational skills for being successful in anything. Right. Like when I hear Joe Rogan talk about how important it is to like take your kids to martial arts class, mm-hmm. I'm like, if I had kids, I would be absolutely all over that. Right. You know, like put them in traditional jujitsu, right. where they have to like shut up and wear a gi and stand perfect. 
right. and fucking not speak unless they're fucking asked what they think. You know, like that's <laughs> a, that's actually <laughs> really important. And I'm so glad that I was put in that situation. Right. Um, so, yeah. But um, what was the question again? Something about uh, something about. No, it was about the value, the fulfillment. <laughs> yeah, no. So but, how's that changed? Is yeah. Your... So so I never got into bodybuilding because of anything negative. Um, I, I guess I got into it as like, I, I guess one of the same reasons I got into all the weird stuff I got into was um, I liked that it was looked at as deviant behavior. <laughs> right. Like I know what you I, mean. I, I didn't obviously realize that at that age that I was right. gravitating towards deviant behavior, but I mean, it always fascinated me. I loved punk rock. I, I thought punk rockers were just like so interesting it's like, mm -hmm. fuck, they just do whatever the fuck they want. I just thought that was awesome. There was always like a fascination with, you know, and then a little bit of that punk was in like some of the BMX culture had like a punk oh, side. Sure. To it. Yeah. You know, same with skaters, right? There were the nerd skaters and the punk skaters. And so there was a bit of that and like uh, kind of, uh, you know, anti-societal, you know, right. sort of I'm not going to do things a normal way on a you know be just a free told to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There was like I, I think that that was actually my draw towards bodybuilding. Was I yeah, just was like, like not conforming? Yeah, fuck everyone. I'm gonna be a fucking monster, right? You know, like that sort of thing. And um, so, you know, so I I think that I I hope I came. You know, um, I, I didn't have you know fulfillment issues. I, I don't really feel like I like I don't have any bitterness towards my competing right. at all. Which I'm lucky. I get. I know there are guys that that are bitter. You know, at right. all levels at all levels. Like mm -hmm. I know guys that, that, you know, they never won an entry level show and they're bitter about it. They hate <laughs> right. bodybuilding, right. you know? And then I know guys that made it to the Olympia level mm -hmm. that have a lot of negative bitterness towards bodybuilding because they, for some reason, just feel like it was a bad thing it, or maybe they, you know, are upset about something. Mm -hmm. So it didn't even really have much to do with the level that, that they achieved either. Yeah, no, you but, could be phenomenal and still have some bitterness. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I don't, I really have any at all because I just, you know, I don't know. I guess I maybe had a semi-healthy outlook about it, and I never expected anything from it. That was another thing. It's not like I right. counted like, oh, this is gonna make me rich because I'm so good. Right. And then when you come out of it and you're not rich, you're like, fuck. Right. No. <laughs> yeah, that's not how I saw this breaking out. <laughs> yeah, I sort of saw this as like, this is my choice. I can quit whenever I have to or want to. Right. And I'm not going to expect to ever make a dollar from this. Mm -hmm. And I don't have delusions of being Mr. Olympia. Right. And I guess that was maybe one of the reasons why I'm not bitter. Right. No, uh, yeah. 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 No, I think, uh, I mean, for me, I got into it just because I didn't want to be normal. Mm -hmm. um, because growing up and knowing I was going to be, I mean, I didn't have a plan B. I was going to be a professional hockey player. That was it. Um and had reason to believe that. So it just one of those things where I, when that ended, and I had no problem with it because when it ended, it was done. Like I was not going to make it. It was over. Um, so that's why people ask me all the time, like, when's the last time you skated? And I was like, the very last time I played. I have no interest in looking back. I right. didn't want to do any beer league bullshit. Um, but then when I got out and I was now normal, I realized that I didn't want that. Right. I didn't necessarily know that I was going to try to make a career of it, but I needed something 
to put that competitive energy towards. Right. Um, and then what I found, I would say the thing that changed for me was one thing that's interesting now compared to, and I think you can agree with this years ago is like, there's no two ways about it. Like I walk into a grocery store, especially like from the gym, I'm 300 pounds with 22 inch arms and tattoos and all this shit. And people respect it now. People who don't want, I mean, like there's people of course that whatever, you know, in the back of their head, it draws some insecurity from them. Right. But I'm fascinated that the amount of people that I know who are extremely successful, lawyers, doctors, surgeons, and they want to ask about bodybuilding and they think that it's just awesome what we do. Or even you see fans of the sport that are professional athletes and other things. And you're like, you know us. Well, I think that <laughs> that I think that um, one thing that I, I I think is that people that have had to really bust their ass to get where they are. Mm -hmm. some of them see the world in a way that actually really makes them appreciate bodybuilding, even right. if they're not into it. Like, cause they, they understand, like some people are just fucking idiots. They don't, they don't realize how hard things are to be good mm -hmm. at. They right. Don't anything, yeah. They've never been awesome at anything, mm -hmm. you know? And, and it's because they're always like, Oh, why don't I get the opportunities and how come things don't happen for me? Like those people. Yeah. Um, and, but then the people that aren't like that, when they see you, they're like, that's 20,000 hours of right. lifting heavy weights. And that is, and then they think all those parties I went to zip. Right. Wow. That's a lot of work. Some people are able to, 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 to appreciate that and realize it. And right. I think that that's one of the things that I'm glad I like, I'm a huge fan of people that are like world champions at anything. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. a guy could be a world champion lassoer or fucking, right. I don't know. Like, I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, whatever. And I, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, wow, I'll watch that guy's YouTube video. Yeah. And I'll be like, holy fuck, this guy practices eight hours a day. Holy shit. Yeah. No, I, I think that's the thing is that I'd always thought it'd be cool to have a, and I guess, I mean, somewhat Rogan does, but a, but a podcast yeah. where all you do is bring on people that are awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. because I mean, literally everything to be that level. And I think, I think you're right. Then someone who is, who is a world champion, world champion diver or whatever, he knows what he had to do. So he kind of knows what you had to do mm -hmm. at the same level. So yeah, it's, but yeah, so that was the only thing that changed is I really felt like when I first got into it, it was very, underground and now it's it's become cool to do this and people actually know what it is or they think they do at least yeah and and there's an immediate even if they think it's ugly or steroids or whatever there's a small amount of respect that i think everyone gives to it because they're like you devoted your life to this yeah it's um like i think one of the things that's important um that you have to do to not be bitter in anything because times change in anything, whether you mm -hmm. played you played football or you played hockey or the game used to be different when I played, you know, yeah. goalies pads were smaller. The goalies had yeah, to be I better. I hockey better when I was younger, for sure. Right. Even right. watching so, it. <laughs> so, so, so there's, 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 there's that, um, you know, but I, 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 so I'm happy that I came up in the era I did because I feel like I got the best dose of the Everything. bodybuilding subculture. Mm -hmm. you know, when it was difficult to access. 
Right. And I feel like that was just such a golden time. Mm-hmm. And I'm so I'm so happy that I came up when I did and I and I was doing it when I did it. But I'm also really happy for the new guys because they have all this technology and they can make money and they can do all these things early on that are like also phenomenal. So I see it like, you know, I appreciate the good that both eras or, you know, both right. generations have. Well, and it works so. for you because that's something that you've been able to do now is you, you're you not winning shows anymore. No. Um, but bodybuilding still pays your bills. Well, I, even, I won. Even I won owning a, the gym. I won a pose down in, the, in, in, in Emily's bathroom the other night. I against smoked her, her in every dog. shot. Oh, against Lord. her. Smoked her in every shot. No way. She got you from the back. Was that out loud? <laughs> Shit. Sorry. <laughs> I got her from the back. How's that? She got new shoes, huh? Yeah, she got new <laughs> shoes. I have to tell you, I laughed so hard that uh, when I got my hat, how many people... I didn't realize how much I must have bitched about that every episode. Oh, yeah. As soon as it went up, I, I got so many people commenting. I was like, all right. I, yeah. I might have driven that one to the ground a little, little bit. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. okay I got. I, I, no, is it fire. my turn? Yes. Okay. So if you and Ron had to sit down together and watch three films, oh, shit. what would they be? And then there's a second, a second question. Um, you're going to make me wait for Well, it says also in, in your, in your, your opinion, who's the best Batman. Okay. I'll start with the first one. Okay. So my, uh, okay. I, I would definitely, cause and it, and it already popped in my head today. Cause you were saying if you could do anything, I wanted so bad to say two chicks at one time. Um, so office space would definitely be one that I would want to bring to the, to the table. Okay. You know me, I like the, I love the cult classics. Yeah. Okay. Like, Okay, so I'd watch. I'd, I'd watch Office Space with you. Yep. All right, you're you mean, up, dude. No, no, you you're got up. two more. You got to do all three. Of yeah, you pick three. Oh, I'll pick shit. three. Okay, well, I'm stuck in this. Oh, this oh, is okay. I'll I'll say one. Paul, I, I I'd watch Pulp Fiction with you. Yes, for sure. Be awesome. Uh, yep. So it's funny because I, I was I was just gonna say Reservoir Dogs. So <laughs> yeah. So either or, and I and I do my best to try and not say the dialogue as it was being spoken. Say what one more time, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I'm yelling at the TV. <laughs> Say what one more fucking time. Yeah, okay. No, go ahead. Okay, so we got Office Space. We got Pulp Fiction. Yeah. But we, I, we need another one. Okay, I'm not counting Reservoir Dogs just because that was pretty much the same. Um, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in that realm, you know what I mean? Uh, that sucks. Okay, and I don't even know if you like this one because I don't think we ever talked about it. Did you, uh, did you like Clerks? Oh yeah, I'd watch Clerks again. I see it time. <laughs> I like Clerks. That's just a classic to me. There's just like certain little one-liners in there. What's you know, what's the line? You suck well, thirty-two dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I like thirty-two. I close. I close a store for one fucking hockey ball. <laughs> so funny. Yes, that's a that is that's one. See, I'm but as you see, I'm in a little. Is it realm. she trying to say? Is it she trying to say? I can't remember the line. She's like, I'm not a slut. I've only slept with four guys or something. He's like, yeah, but you suck duty two dicks. Am I remembering correctly? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even know thirty-two people. I haven't probably seen that movie in twenty years, so that's why it's so funny to me to hear it. Yeah. Not that I blame a girl for sucking thirty-two dicks. Go well, ahead. Knock yourself out. Okay, you're up, dude. You're up. Um. So I got to pick another one. Okay, yes. so you said, we're, we're basically we're getting six, even though we said 
Yeah. Um, what else could I throw on? That would be that would be a good one. Uh, you know what? I'd watch The Matrix with you. Oh, that's a great choice. That's, that's a, just that's one of my favorite original. movies of all time. Yep. Such an important movie. Yeah, God, that is too. People don't realize they think, oh, that's that sci-fi. No, no, it's an important movie. It has a very, very clear and heavy message in it. And you no, have it was, to Yeah, no, it was phenomenal. I mean, how red, how could not red pill that? or blue pill? <laughs> that, no, is that, really... that is such a metaphor for life and for accepting the reality of the world and dealing with things. I thought that movie was absolutely awesome, and I totally got it. I got you know who, what it was. You know who jammed that uh, just just the other day actually was um, Ben Chow he, on a post he put up there. Uh, I just see him reference. He says there is no spoon, and I fucking I was like, I got that. And then I saw a kid goes over there. He goes, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "How did you miss this?" <laughs> like because the background of the picture was Matrix looking. You know what I mean? Oh, right, right, right. Okay, I didn't see that post. <laughs> oh, it was great, but yeah. And then, of course, I was like, oh, I thought you were giving Fuad shit. Because remember, they had their argument about fork or spoon to eat. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if you could only have one. Yes. Oh, God. Okay. okay. You, need one, you need another movie. Okay. And this will throw you off because it's not in the same realm. But the... Was it was it was Dark Knight the one with Heath Ledger as the Joker? Yep. That. Because I, I could watch, watch just his scenes like that that was one of the few times i'm not a, i don't appreciate the art of acting like some people do but that was one of those ones where you walked out and you were just like how yeah there's that? <laughs> there's I, it, there's there's movies where you think after so one of my favorite stories is harrison ford he was a carpenter mm-hmm. and so he got a job at uh, whatever studio it was right to build sets like that's what Harrison Ford was doing and as he's working as a carpenter he's trying to get acting jobs because I mean he's oh, got, so he was uh, trying while he was there okay yeah he's trying to get acting jobs he's going to auditions he's this and that you know and he went in for reading for some part I, I can't remember what the movie was and I can't remember who the asshole director was but it was someone I can't believe you can't remember these things yeah it's, it's someone who someone who you? was who was Famous at the time, they were like a big shot producer. Right. And Harrison Ford went in and read for the part. And um, and the guy looked at him and he goes, you know, I just I just don't see a superstar. And he goes, well, you weren't supposed to. You were supposed to see a bellboy. <laughs> wow. And the guy was like, huh. And then, you know, thought about it. And Harrison Ford wound up getting the part and then he got cast in uh george lucas made um um american graffiti he got cast in that and then lucas said fuck we'll bring him in to read for this han solo part that might be and, okay for him yeah 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 oh no he wasn't in american graffiti he was in something else but yeah he came in to read for him and became a huge star but but yeah that's a great story so every once in a while you see a movie where You'll you'll see like an like when we I watch True Romance and you see Brad yeah. Pitt has that small part where he's that stoner on the couch, right? And you're just like watching that in retrospect, right? You realize how awesome he was. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, you just thought it was some stoner actor who's just being himself, right? 
You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I totally know what you mean. That's they just that's, got some pothead to just lay on the couch. It's an easy role. Anyone could have done it. Yeah, yeah, he was actually stone. So it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy didn't even know he's in the movie. <laughs> and then you realize how awesome he was in it. You're like, holy shit! Like he was fucking perfect. Right. But yeah, I don't know. So so that's a great great choice. My final choice. I'd have to go comedy. Oh, there we go. Uh-oh. And it's people people appreciated it at the time. But I don't think it got a long enough legend status. And I think that over time it will. And what? it's Tropic Thunder. <laughs> you actually had me on the edge of my seat waiting for you to say the words. Because I'm like, what fucking movie is he going to talk about? <laughs> Tropic Thunder. Oh, my God. Tropic Thunder, man. I would watch that with anybody, anytime, just to see them watch it. Don't you love when you have – have you ever done that where you watch – if you've already seen a great movie yeah. and someone – Office Space is one that I've done that to. I'm like, I haven't seen them. I'm like, come to my house. Hmm. I want to watch you watch it. <laughs> I want to know you absorbed this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to rewind that. I don't think you fully absorbed the fact that he didn't give a fuck that the boss were there to fire him. That's funny. Okay. Right, that's okay. a solid. That was, oh, the Batman thing. So who yes. who is your favorite Batman? Uh, well, I mean, you know, I thought Christian Bale was awesome, but I always had an appreciation for Michael Keaton in the first one. I can't believe you said that because that's that has always been my answer. But I think it might be because he was the first one for me. Right, right, right. But it, I thought he fit both sides really well. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to comment on Val Kilmer. I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's one of those ones where you're like, how did that happen? Yeah, <laughs> like it didn't work from start to finish for me. And then George, and then and then George Clooney, he he was in like the real campy ones, right? Like mm-hmm. the ones that were produced by wasn't it? Who made them? Sotomayor's? I can't remember who I made those ones. Was, but one of the whoever the director was that made those real outrageous ones with Jim Carrey and Arnold and and yeah, all those ones. Yeah, so George Clooney was kind of like. I sort of saw him as like what Roger Moore was to James Bond. That's what George Clooney was to Batman. He was kind of the the goofy one who got kind of like the campiest movies. Which was funny because I, I think if you'd have put George Clooney in the right one, he would he probably would have been remembered as a good. Right, because he makes sense. Good, yeah, he's a great yeah he's a great fit for that part. But that's who I would vision him as as a, as a person, anyways. Okay, your turn, buddy. Okay, let's see here. I'm trying to get the good ones here that I like here. Oh, okay. Um, no, but I want to answer this. Uh, have you ever had a mental block where as you're lifting weight, it feels unmanageable on each rep, but then you end up getting like 30 reps, like leg press, for instance, with 10 plates. Controlling the negatives, deep range of motion. I like to go heavier so I can lazily achieve failure in a lower rep range, but once again... <laughs> My technically light sets feel insurmountably heavy. Hmm. That was a really long sentence. I had trouble even focusing on what the question was. I'm not really sure. I mean, what I got out of this, for me, here's the deal for leg press. Um, I don't feel safe doing crazy low rep range. Yeah. I feel like the amount of pressure on my hips and everything else, uh, I get more out of, like, yesterday we finished the workout with 20 plates, 10 aside on a leg press and just grind it out for the goal was 20 to 30 reps. And I find that it, it, I really find for those kind of lifts, um, getting my 15 reps and then 
and then I call it 10 sets of one. <laughs> you know, one rep air, one rep air. Like it's why I filmed it. And I, and I was like, I can't even cut this. It would take right. me like three videos to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I find that like your example is because it's not safe. Like when I see guys do 10 reps on a leg press and it's, it's a real true 10 reps. I'm like, I don't care how many plates it is. I'm like, that's ballsy as fuck. All right. I can think about is my hip flexor popping. Because when you get right. down that deep, all of that weight for just a smidge second right. is on a muscle that's like that long. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's 2,000 pounds. I, I only go, you know, I don't use as much weight as I used to, but I only, you know, like yesterday we put leg press really late in the workout, mm -hmm. like how you did. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, I didn't worry if my reps were under 10 because the weights weren't dangerous. Right. No, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. so, but, but if we're like going in fresh, going straight to the leg press, we haven't even done extensions. Right. I mean, I remember the days when I would do that and I would build up to a six rep working set, oh. you know, and it doesn't matter how much weight is on the leg press. It's all relative to how strong you are. Yeah. What's, what's so, six reps for you is, you know, so like, yeah. you know, I remember when, you know, a, you know, 10 plates aside fresh, like, just warmed right. up, ready to go. First working set, 10 plates aside for six. I remember when that was like a heavy ass, brutal set and I might get a nosebleed doing it, Right. you know? And he'd have to have spotters and like everything. <laughs> I remember doing that type of heavy ass training, right. you know? And, and I think about it now, I'm like, holy shit, that's like risky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, there's no, yeah, I guess you don't even realize how much shit changes. Cause see, yeah, I could, at no point would you ever see me put a weight on a leg press. That I'm like, I'm going for six. Yeah, yeah, that's just heavy. Oh, that's fuck that. Cut it in half and get 12. <laughs> like, right, right. And right. even that's kind of low range for me. No, no, I know what you mean. Okay. Um, my turn? Yes. Damn. <laughs> this one's kind of funny. I don't know if I know enough about the guys to ask. Out of last year's Olympia, pick two people you want on your side in a fight. And two people you don't. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, what do you? Yeah. Did, uh, did uh, did was was Lockett in the Olympia last year? If Lockett was in the Olympia, I want him because a lot of people don't realize uh, Michael's like uh, a fun, like I think he might have even been Golden Gloves boxer. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah. And the funny thing about him is he was probably built just like he is now when he was doing it. Probably the same. Um, Twenty pounds lighter, maybe. And probably then, so, um, so if if not him. Then um, Nathan and uh, <laughs> you got that because yeah. he's got some gangster in him. Well, just Nathan. Just, I mean, it's funny because yeah. I love Nathan because he's just he's just a hard ass. I mean, he's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. like Nathan's a dude and I don't, I don't need to know anything about it. He's he would just he would you'd have to kill him. Well, I so this is how I, this <laughs> to, is how to I beat feel. Nathan I, in a fight. You'd have to kill him because he I don't, wouldn't stop. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know Nathan that well. He's been to my gym and uh -huh. you know, so chat with him. But um, anytime I hear a, a big British dude with a Liverpool accent, like Liverpool's not like it's rough. It's like so there's soft, a lot it's of rap. Yeah, no, it's not Scottsdale. <laughs> you hear that? You hear that? That that accent that, that he's got, and you're like, okay, yeah, this this yeah. guy, he 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 he'd fucking go. <laughs> oh, sure. That's what, it's, That's just, it's funny that I always gravitate to those people. They're also the nice ones. But I'm like, yeah, because Nathan would Nathan would punch you in the face in front of a cop if he thought he needed to. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't blink for sure <laughs> so yeah that's that anyway i'm pretty sure that's a liverpool accent he has from what i remember 
But yeah, I don't, I don't know. It might, he might be from he might be from 20 yeah. miles out. Now I've offended him. Now, goddamn, I, I don't mean to offend him, but I sort of <laughs> thought that's where he was from. You know, yep. Pro, proper scouse. Yeah. So th- those would those would be my my two assuming that they were both uh, there, which I don't think. Not now. I've, I think I might have listed two people that weren't at the Olympia last year because I don't think Nathan got to come. Right. right. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> listen, guy. I ruined your whole question because I'm just answering based on the people I know. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. No, I was just, I was, I was going to think like, you know, like back in the, the, was anybody in like a gang before they became a bodybuilder? Like, (laughs) then I go the other way though. Like if I was, if I was going to say, okay, now who would I not want? I'd go, who has too much money to lose? Right. That's exactly. (laughs) Jay was the Olympia. Like Jay's not punching anybody because he ain't ain't going to risk the fucking money. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying he won't beat your ass, but he ain't going to risk the money to beat your ass. (laughs) The richest guys. Because that is a true life thing. I don't think people realize is when you're younger, you just do it. When you're older, you're like, okay, what are the ramifications of punching this person in the face? Oh, yeah. And then also (laughs) you you realize you're like, oh, I don't have to punch this person in the face because this person is going to get he will get owned by the system yeah like like (laughs) he's gonna wind up getting arrested or he's gonna wind up losing a bunch of money people aren't gonna want to do business with him because everyone already knows he's a loser like i don't know this is life life's gonna get him when you you get when you get older that's funny though because i i said that earlier because that's exactly how i got arrested when i was a kid was uh after a hockey game bunch of people outside and a kid came up talking shit and he knew I wouldn't do anything because there was a cop right there. And I looked at the cop and then I lit the kid up <laughs> and while I'm on the ground in handcuffs. The cop goes, you looked right at me. <laughs> and I said, but he thought he was safe. He wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you grow up and you're like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. I know it was a decision you made. You look and go, this is a good idea. The cop will probably understand my side yeah, of the story. He'll understand why I do this as he watched me like a fucking moron. That's funny. That's funny. Oh, okay. that's terrible shit. Oh, uh-oh. No, I don't want to do that one. Too hard. Your turn. Some of these questions kill me, though. Oh, there's your fight. Oh, here we go. Um... Can you touch on the ability to keep adding significant size at age of 37 plus, assuming you've only been training for a few years and you're using moderate to advanced supplementation? Wow. If you've only been training a few years and you're using moderate to advanced supplementation, you've got, I mean, if you've only been training a few years, you've got tons of room to grow. Yeah. Like it should just be a matter of just training safe and not getting hurt and being extremely consistent with the food. I think the older you get, the like the food has to be so consistent to make gains. Yeah, I think food and recovery are the things you need to assess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so you just got to nail everything. But you also got to ask yourself, like, if you're 37 and you've only been at it a few years, why are you using advanced supplementation? Like, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Like, does he just mean he's using a little bit of really good GH? Right. Or does he mean he's cranking like? 3,000 MIGs a week and, you know, right. what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, v- very so. valid. But I think that's the, I think you know those. I believe in, uh, I call it gym age. Right. Like. Training age. I don't care if you're 35. If you started two years ago, you're two. You know, I mean, assuming you didn't play football or MMA or some shit to beat the fuck out of yourself 
for the previous 35 years, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> you, you always got to say, would you, you got one. Right. No, no, I'm just listening to oh, you. You're listening to when, my... you said, when you said beat the fuck out of yourself for 35 years. Yeah, that, that's that's the story of me. I was already fucked up when I got into this. Yes. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm jumping you because I got one I want you to answer. Okay. I'm getting skipped. Okay. Uh, you and Ron are both businessmen doing well in the bodybuilding industry. What do you think contributed to the success in the business aspect and what advice would you give newbies? I like this one because of what you were saying earlier about uh, – the karate and everything. Yeah, fuck. I got so much to say about this. I don't want to like miss the point or talk too much about this type type of this stuff. This one's all you, so you're so so run with it a little bit because I'm actually it, curious. It is like I all I can think about is like when we opened the gym right. and other various things that I've done aside from bodybuilding. But when I get focused on something, hell, even building this bike. If, if I decide I want to do something, I am desperate not to fail. Right. Like I will, I like, and I, and I have no control over what chooses to be that to me. <laughs> like <laughs> the like, voices decide. <laughs> yeah. Like for some reason I chose bodybuilding. It's not like I sat down and like made a list of career goals and was like, I'm going to choose this one. Yeah. No, it shows like uh, it shows me. I I ha- I was obsessed. I don't know how, but obsession is the only way I do things. I just I'm not good at kind of doing stuff. You don't dabble. <laughs> I just I'm not great at it. I have to like remind myself. But when I become obsessed with something, it just does itself, and right. I just can I just work twelve hours straight, and I don't give a fuck, and I'll do it tomorrow and whatever, and get out of the way. And right. you're lazy. I have no time for you. And like, I, I just get obsessed. And that is partially probably something here. But also, I think bodybuilding helped me like hone and refine the ability to just do the same thing every day mm-hmm. over and over because it's repetition that kills people. Right. Like people get bored and discouraged and they lose motivation and they're not seeing a return Mm -hmm. and they fall off. That's what happens. Repetition, the process of repetition, the process of having, okay, you're going to do this 10,000 times and then you're going to see a bit of reward. Right. Yeah. And people can't handle that. They get 4,000 repetitions in or 5,000 and they just say, Oh fuck. And I just not worth it. Right. But you have to get that first reward so you can build on it with the second reward and then build on it with the third reward and then build on it with the fourth reward. And then you look back three years later and you're five rewards up. Right. You got your gym open. You got the new equipment. You got the fan installed. You got the this. Right. You know, like you've grown whatever it is you're growing. Well, plus, I think you're you're. You can't look at the end goal. It's too far away. Same with bodybuilding. Like, you ever look, like, even when you started bodybuilding, I I wanted to be a freak, but it wasn't like every day I'd go home and look in the mirror and say, all right, am I freaky yet? Right, right, It's right. like you crank away for, I and we've talked about this, like, for years, and then one day you look in the mirror or you see a picture and you go, oh, fuck. Like, all at once, you're like, oh, shit, I'm kind of freaky. You yeah, I mean? and, and 
And and you realize that there's also too when you start out at something, there's that desperation. Like if you don't just fucking hammer it, pedal to the metal, you'll it'll you'll lose it. Right. And it takes a while for something to become cemented and established so that you're like, okay, now I technically could take a little bit of a break and come back to this and it's still here and it's still built, you know? So like a physique, you look in your mirror one and you're like, oh, I'm a bodybuilder now. This is going to go away. Yeah, no. And and what you did to get there is now second nature. I used to teach that in, uh, in sales. Um, I would actually teach my guys how to sell. I tried to create me through them and I would say, listen, in the beginning, you're going to consciously do these things. They walk in, they ask for a whey protein. I teach you to make sure they get a vitamin and mineral. Then I teach you to make sure that they get a creatine and you work up the ladder and you'll be thinking in your head, okay, now I do this. Now I do this. When you get really good, it's, it's unconscious. You just do it. It just rolls. You don't think. And I think that's how it is with business too. Um, and the big thing that I always say, which, which I know you can, uh, understand, especially with COVID and everything now is, uh, when, when I, I had one of my businesses that was really, it was in a rough spot at one point. And I remember, uh, my wife was like, how is this going to work? And I said, cause it has to, yeah, I don't know how, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just- but it's going to fucking work. Like, because yeah. if it doesn't, we're going to be homeless and I, I would be a shitty homeless guy. So let's figure this the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's just I think I think it's um, you know people don't realize to to get anything great going there's that startup period, and it just you have to you just have to relentlessly drive until things are actually running, mm-hmm. you know like I'm not at the gym as much as I used to be, because right. it's actually it's running now it's like not going to go anywhere, <laughs> right yeah <laughs> but there's there was that like stage where it's like holy fuck holy fuck you know what I mean. So, but yeah, I, I think that that's just learning that from bodybuilding and transferring it to other things. But I, right. I think people get bored and discouraged and don't realize how hard it is to be great at anything. When they want, you want the, you know, I always look back and I, and I know you know this, like I like to look back at the original cut above with Jay Cutler. Yeah. And he's in the old, uh, the, the old uh, Land Cruiser or, or Forerunner, whatever it was, you know, it, it got him there. He had clothes on you know what i mean <laughs> like and this was he was a pro at this point yeah yeah like, yeah and he was a good pro um versus where he is now people see the i don't want to call it finish line because he's not finished but they see the part where it's sexy and they're like okay so like a year to get to that right and then they don't even put in the same amount of effort that he put into to get into the old beat up range land rover Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they just want that payoff. And like you said, if it's not there soon enough, I always say like, I hate when people say motivation because I'm like, fuck motivation. Yeah, that's it's, no, it's it's not there every day. Do it because you're supposed to do yeah, it. Dedication. It takes. Yeah. Dedication. Make it like fuck yeah. motivation. There are days where you just come in. Yesterday I had one of those days. I literally were warming up on uh, adductors and I looked at them. and I'm like, I feel good today. This is going to be fucking ugly. Like that's what happened to me yesterday. <laughs> You know, where you just know your body's moving correctly. Yeah. But the workout would have been identical if I didn't feel good. Right. You would have made it happen. <laughs> I totally yeah. get what you're saying. Like yesterday, the workout on paper was great. Mm-hmm. But it was actually, in reality, utterly fantastic. 
<laughs> you're like shit's just moving the way it's supposed yeah. to like. and just like every set felt perfect and every line felt straight and every rep was where it was supposed to be and the pace was high and it was like crank 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 like just rapid fire hard heavy sets and yeah it was just one of those workouts you know and afterwards you're like fuck and then even like an hour take two hours later Braden texts me he's like that was a good workout <laughs> you know what's good though that i like so, to point out to people when they're listening to that is the fact that you notice it to that clarity means it doesn't happen that often right the majority yeah. of workouts you yeah you push through and i mean you, they're good good days they're good but those days where it just yeah. fucking lines up are so few and far between that you're like, holy fuck. Like, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, we all noticed it, you know. Yeah. It was three of us yesterday, and it was, like, a, an exceptionally good workout. Right. So it was just one of those things. And, you know, like, there's days, you know, I take my, you know, my pre-workout and my pump, and, and we're warming up on the extension, and I'm like, okay, let's, we're going to, let's, let's do this. Let's, mm. we're about to go in. We're going in. <laughs> You know, like as you're warming up on the extension, you're like, okay, it's time to get, I got to get my head. I got to go through that door into leg day. Right. And, uh, that wasn't even a thing yesterday. It was like, like I was like pacing on the warm up sets for extension. I was pacing. It's pacing. <laughs> That's the fucking best. Pacing, pacing, pacing yeah. man. And then as soon as, as soon as one guy got off the extension, boom, the next guy's ass, like almost bumps his ass getting in, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's boom, my turn. Boom, boom. Yeah. It was just one of those, one of those workouts and you just get flying and, and, um, and also I had a little bit of, little bit of like, I wanted to really fucking kill it yesterday. So it was like, after we leg pressed, I looked at, at, uh, Alex and Braden and, and, uh, they were both like, we were all pretty fucked up. And I was like, we should go do pendulum squats. And <laughs> I love it. Yeah. We should what would be do the a, dumbest thing we could do right now? <laughs> I, said, I said, we should go do a cluster set on the pendulum squat. Right. And, 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 and Braden had this look on his face like, oh fuck, that was the worst thing. <laughs> that you could have suggested but i know that it's the best thing for us yeah no i mean like, everyone's that, that on board yeah like he's like yeah that is idea ever let's do it <laughs> it's the it's the thing i was hoping you weren't going to say and it's also what you should have said right <laughs> by, by the way i found that you can put plates on top of that now so we're good to go oh shit we went <laughs> i'm not gonna need that we, i did seven yesterday and i was like i did seven with a drop set with a with a uh, with a six Stop. count negative, oh. no, I didn't post that one. Oh, that was a hack squat. I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. No, yes, seven on that. You, they sit right on top, really good. I think I can get eight on there. Yeah, yeah it's, I don't think it's made to hold eight. Fucking <laughs> 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 go! I, I don't think that that's what they want you to do. I think they want you to do that. They would have thought of that. They would have put a little pit well, on there for they you. They should have put a little pitch so I couldn't do it. <laughs> I feel like they put it flat so that I could. I literally looked at it and I'm sitting there and Will goes, what are you doing? I was like, I think they're going to sit right here. He goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Will is the brains of the group that he kind of like tells me if I shouldn't do something. Right, right, right. <laughs> like I told you at the uh, when I put the bar on top of the other one in Gilbert, I get done and he goes, that was awesome. You're not allowed to do that again. That was, <laughs> and I was, and I was like, what do you mean? He goes, I think the machine's going to break. Right. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what? I, I've had a couple scares at the gym. I've looked over and seen people with plates loaded on the front handle of the pendulum. <laughs> yeah, they just like thought, oh, I'll throw some plates on there. And they're doing it. So the plates are like right in front of their chest. 
and I had just to run over to fall on their leg that, or that, that, that parts, you know, not made to hold plates, right. That could snap off. Yeah. It's not even meant to hold. <laughs> so I, I, I had to rush over and I was like, Oh, you uh, we're not supposed to put plates on there. And they're like, Oh shit. Really? Like they thought there was two pins, like one in the back, one in the front, like different loading areas. But it's like, no, no, that's just a handle. Yeah, so, yeah. that's been, meant to hold about seven pounds. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of people do that. It surprises me. But I, I get, I understand what they're thinking because there's a bunch of stuff in our gym that has multiple loading pins, right? Yeah, and the, you guys and, have the same one I have, right, though? Yeah, like, the Atlantis, cause yeah. The, yeah, because the Paramount has a front one to make it easier. Right. The and Paramount. people, you know, because I, I had somebody actually one time I watched the kid. Yeah, he put, one, he put two in the back and he put one in the front. And I said... Uh, you know what you're doing right there, right? And he goes, what do you mean? I'm like, oh, I go, teeter-totter. Yeah. And he looks yeah. and goes, it was so great, though. The kid was great because he knew I wasn't being a dick. He goes, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Because the Atlantis Cause it actually has a sign on it, on the Paramount. It tells you that yeah. that'll make it lighter. Yeah. There's the Atlantis one has like a big 50-pound weight on the front. Yep. And that's to counterbalance the weight of the actual shoulder harness. Yeah, which so is also harness, why that is yeah. so smooth, dude. Every yeah. time I get on it, I'm like, this is the greatest machine ever. Yeah, it's, it's a good piece. <laughs> it's a good piece. Um, okay. Ooh. Best and worst decision you've made as a bodybuilder. That's a hard one. So many decisions. Oh, man. Right, you know, this one sucks because I have my two... As an athlete, the two – okay, I'm going to choose one because i got to do it. The best decision I ever made was nagging Dante into taking me. Okay. I truly believe that without him, um, I would not have done what I did because um, I trusted him to the point that I literally did everything he said exactly, and that created me. And, right. uh, and any other version of training and eating would have made an already very, uh, average genetics. I would, there, there would have been nothing freaky to come with it. So it just would have been average. Like I would never have turned pro without Dante for sure. Right. Okay. Yeah, that would be my, my good decision. Hmm. What about worst? Worst decision. So it's hard to say. I've made so many. Yeah, it's, decisions. Well, I mean, yeah. You know what sucks? <laughs> you know what sucks though, because you and you, you and I have the same belief in this. I don't believe in changing anything is the problem. Um, that's like, the same like, with me. It's I regrets aren't my thing. things. Yeah, I, I even when things go wrong, they fueled something else. Yeah. Um, if I if I had to if I had to pick one. Uh, in 2012, when I did the nationals, the entire prep was a train wreck. Um, yeah, out things outside of bodybuilding, and I should have pulled the plug immediately. But I am someone who, when I say something out loud, mm. same boat, not, same boat. You know, so I still don't regret it though because that also was one of those situations where I knew the entire time, and when it ended, I knew, and when the show was over and I sucked, I knew. And it pissed me off. Yeah. You know, so I, so I still can't say I regret it. But if I had to say that was a bad decision, it was a waste of time to do that prep. Yeah. I gotcha. I would say best decision. That's difficult. I'd say signing me. Duh. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> best decision. I don't know. It's hard to say. 
I, I, I think I, I really am happy that I worked with the coaches I worked with. And I'm also happy that I did solo preps. Like, like those were all great decisions. You know what I mean? Cause I learned, I learned a lot from the coaches and then I learned a lot from doing my own preps. Right. And I was able to look great and place really well and even win with all, with both options. Right. So, um, you know, I, I, you know, I guess part of me wants to say that hiring Chris was, was one of the best decisions, but that was really late in my career. Technically mm -hmm. I'd already had a lot of good things happen and stuff. Um, I say, I say maybe Chris, you know, hiring Chris was a great, great, uh, thing for me because I think I was at that stage where I was starting to get desperate. Right. And I think that I was, I know the prep before that I had like taken a lot more gear. Yeah, you were trying to find a way to. I was to like, get that fuck. Spot. Yeah. I was like, fuck, man. I was like, fuck. Okay, let's maybe this is what I got to do. I keep, I keep, because for years and years, I would hear what everyone's cycles were. And I'd be like, I'm not, I'm not taking that much. I'm taking like yeah. half that. And then I would go to nationals, I get second, or I'd win my class and not get a pro card, or I'd get second again, or I'd get third. <laughs> And I was like, you know Imagine what? Imagine if all you need to do was up the dose. <laughs> and then, well, and, and I just was stubborn about it. And then there was a, you know, near the end, I was like, you know what? My genetics aren't that great. I'm too tall. My, right. my arms are long. Like maybe I do got to ram it for a bit. So I was starting to ramp my doses up. And then I started working with Chris. And I remember the, the drugs were just not emphasized. Yeah, barely matters. <laughs> and, and, and like, he would ask me like, what are you taking? Yep. And I'd be like, well, you told me to take a Sustanon and then tell you what my weight was 10 days later. And he's like, okay, take another Sustanon and let me know what you weigh in 10 days. Okay. And that was like how he started. I took a Sustanon and waited 10 days and I messaged him. I'm like, okay, I'm up three pounds. He's like, okay, let's do a Sustanon every five days now and just see how your body just starts rolling. And I remember thinking like, what? Yeah. And you were so used to having like such an articulate plan. And yeah, I'm used to having like, here's your stack. Yeah. But but that's just how he was. And I remember thinking, like, and, and I, yeah, it is. <laughs> and and I, I think that that probably was good for me because I might have done something stupid, you know. Um, you know, I was an aggressive guy in, in a lot of ways. I was always I always wanted to kind of be a little more conservative with the with the, the gear. But in all other areas of my life, I've been recklessly aggressive. But you, you know? knew, you knew that that in your head, you knew that wasn't the difference probably. Yeah. Yeah. You're just, I, you started, I started to think maybe I was running out of time too. You know yeah. what I mean? And then you just say, fuck it. I mean, cause yeah, I, I, there's definitely things I would say I've tried, uh, that if I, if you would have asked me in the beginning, will you ever do this? I'd say no. Yeah. You know, and I, it wasn't crazy, but just different than what I thought. Like I was adamant that I would never use insulin. Right. Um, and I did. And then the funny part is, is I'm not impressed by it. Every, I really thought that it was – that was the one drug I took. I couldn't count a drug actually, but you know what I mean. The one thing that I used that completely underwhelmed me. I was like, huh. Because everybody was like, well, you take insulin, you're going to get fucking huge. Yeah. And yeah, I took insulin for a while and I was like, I got a little soft. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I know what you mean. I you know. Uh, I, I, yeah, I was going to list Chris as, uh, as that was why I said I couldn't decide with Dante. And the reason I said Dante is because uh, Chris, I wouldn't have gotten, I wouldn't have been good enough to call Chris without Dante. Well, so that's, <laughs> that's where I, I go back, back to, to um, I remember when I hired a guy named Brian Logue. Mm -hmm. uh, he's like a legendary coach back in, in the day up in Alberta. And I remember he had, 
I'd done the provincials, I'd done the Albertas and, and gotten third. And I saw how ridiculously peeled the winner was. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, how'd you get so ripped? And he's like, oh, I worked with Brian Logue. All those guys get ripped. And I was like, fuck. So I started thinking about it. And then I called Brian up and I said, hey, do you want to help me for the Albertas next year? And he goes, I've been waiting for you to call me. It was the same thing Chris said. <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah. He's like, I'm very happy to hear from you. Let's do it. And he looked at me and he goes, if you do everything I say, you'll be overall champion in 15 weeks. And I was like, okay. And I <laughs> did everything. I did everything he told me and I easily won the show. And he had a really strict diet. Like it was tough. Mm-hmm. There was no, this was pre refeed pre anything. Yeah, no like, sauces. No. <laughs> yeah, it was like old school eighties style contest prep. You drank distilled water, didn't you? Oh yeah. <laughs> but like I said, that prep was my wax on wax off. Yep. A lot of the stuff was unnecessarily difficult. Mm-hmm. And we actually have the science to prove that it's needless. Yep. But the fucking discipline and the torture and the suffering and the it was all such an important phase for me. Oh, and sure. and and it, it took away like I just think people like, you know, I don't want to sound like one of those old guys, but like like you can't be soft and do that diet. Right. You have to be mentally just a brick wall. To do, do the old school the- preps where you just you're not allowed to put salt on your food and you're not allowed mm-hmm. to fucking do anything and you just do it and you don't give a fuck and then you yep. win and then you laugh. Ha ha ha. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> no, it's immediately worth it because I remember I used to tell people they would be like, you know, and it's funny because I don't do this now and you don't need to, like you said. But, you know, can I have this on my food? And my answer used to be, will it make you better? Right. And actually, right. in hindsight, now some of it is yes. But back then, we didn't think so. So if you didn't, like I used to say, a cookie, one cookie will not hurt you right. for but the man, show. But, but, will it, but will it make you better? Right. No. So don't fucking eat the cookie. And then also, <laughs> you, you, you know that you mentally, you, you, that, like, that brick wall was penetrated by the cookie. Yep. And like, if I always told people, like, every time you sneak an M&M on your diet... You're poking a little tiny hole in your boat. Right. And it might not sink your boat. You might get to your destination. There's just a little bit of water leaking in and the boat's completely fine yeah. and no one even notices. But if you poke enough of those little holes, then you got a problem. And 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 I just I just thought it was like a, a kind of a mental barrier self-sabotage. No, and you also know I used to say to my guys when I was when I didn't know as much now, and I still say it though, is is you want to make sure at the end of the show you can say I couldn't have done anything else. Right. Because that way if you lose, like I always say, there's nothing wrong with being beaten, but losing is not okay. What's I got a question. What's yeah. the best loss that you are the happiest with? Oh, for, that's easy for me. 2011. Because uh, that show was the hardest prep of my life. I was peeled out of my mind and I didn't care. Because... Yeah. And, and same thing, and you know this is true, like, and I've talked about 5,000 times, like, people came up to me, and they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because it's just, it was that bad. I mean, that's how I met Jose. He ran up to me. It was so funny, because obviously I knew who he was, and he was like, you look fucking insane. And I'm yeah. 
and he, and he literally, and you know him, he's loud. And it's like in the lobby. I don't give a fuck what call out was. You were the most peeled guy in the whole fucking show. Bantam weights. And I'm like, I took 10th. Yeah. I didn't give a shit. I don't think I sweat for like two weeks. <laughs> like, yeah. I, did a, I did a photo shoot literally two weeks later. And uh, I ate in between. And I remember showing up and the guy that owned iForce because he was nervous because I literally I flew on Thanksgiving Day and I shot the Friday after Thanksgiving. And uh, I come in and because uh, that's the only time he could get the photographer he wanted. I took my shirt off and he goes, Jesus, I yeah, think you look better. And I'm like, well, yeah, I've been eating. Yeah. <laughs> I just got harder and bigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you do everything and you're at your best, you know, placing doesn't bother you as much. I, I think uh, mine would be 2006 at the Nationals. Mm-hmm. And what happened was I had done Nationals like 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004. And then I skipped 2005. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck. Because I'd been second, I guess, one, two, three times out of the five shows right. I did. Right. And, um, anyways, I'd had a bunch of like seconds already and I took a year off and I went to 320 for the first time. Right. And I, and I was working with, um, uh, my old coach, Scott Abel mm-hmm. and, uh, we just pulled it down into shape and I showed up. That was my crazy prep where I was the same weight for 12 weeks. Cause I started like small and clean <laughs> and I just grew into the show and I had all these crazy cheat days and, um, and, and, but I, I was un I was so peeled. Like I remember pulling my sweatpants down and I heard one of the supers was standing behind me mm. and he goes, Holy fuck. And I look, cause I didn't know what he was talking about. And he's pointing at my hands. He's like, what the fuck? Like I was peeled. <laughs> and, and, and that was the year Fuad beat me. Fuad won that class. Right. And, but I, I wasn't even like I didn't give a fuck that I didn't win because I I had everybody at the show was like, you have made that year you took off was a leap. Right. Like they were like, this is not like like it was like young boy Ron in his 20s. Right. Was showing up at nationals. And then a year went by. I wasn't there. And then like, you know, I was like pretty much almost 30 at that point or just turned 30. Right. So all of a sudden, boom, I'm, I'm 31, I guess. So all of a sudden, 30 year old Ron showed up at the Nationals. And it was a completely different bodybuilder. Right. And now it was like and the only reason I was still second was because everything else had advanced. And now there was like a big foo out there, you know, like. Right. <laughs> like because I, I, I really grew and got better as the whole Canadian scene exploded. Right. So it was kind of one of the frustrating things about kind of being second for like so many shows. And but but whatever, it is what it is. But but um, but I didn't care that I got second at that show. I fucking was so happy. I walked out of there, big smile on my face. I was the happiest guy in the building, and I didn't even win. Right. And uh, and I remember this one girl came up to me, and she goes, "You look like the thirstiest guy in the show." <laughs> that's that's such a great compliment, bodybuilder. Like somebody yeah. who's bodybuilder, be like, "What does that mean?" She's like, you look like the thirstiest guy in the show. I don't even want to know how thirsty you are. I just laughed. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. But yeah, if you do what you, if you do your best and you follow the plan, you listen to your coach and you guys nail it and it's positive and you walk in, you look your best ever. Doesn't the placing, you know, yeah, no, I agree. And it's, but that's the, and that's the thing that people on the flip, I've won shows and not been impressed with what I look like. And yep. (laughs) 
and, and and that's funny. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm still happy that I won, but you're like, huh? That was like the year I got my pro card. I, I, I was pretty beat up by that point. I wasn't really happy with how much muscle I carried into the show. I, I feel like I'd been bigger in previous shows and, and, um, I wasn't at my best. My condition was really good though, which helped me. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I had some injuries, you know, I, things I couldn't train properly and it was, it was, you know, so I just, I don't really like looking at those pictures because to me, is that your delivery? No, it's the truck. Because to me, you know, (laughs) you know, when other people see your pictures and you're like, oh, you look great there. And you're like, my legs could be bigger than that. Yeah, they have yeah. been bigger than they that. They have been bigger than that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't like those pictures. But yeah, yeah. It, is, that's, it is what it is, you know? It is what no, it for is. for sure. For sure. That's classic, man. Well, those are th- those are the marks I think that everyone can run with then too because it is – everyone I've ever talked to has those shows. Yeah. That was their best. Have, I mean, sometimes you win them, but sometimes you don't, and it's like, it's all good. You have to just <laughs> get over it. You have to move on to – you can't dwell on that stuff. Well, how many more we got time for? Uh, get a couple more. Do a couple. couple okay. More. I got um. I got one already here that I that I had in my head, for but it's more about your side. It says, uh, Dusty, what made you choose Scottsdale over other cities in Arizona? Besides the nasty heat, what's something you dislike about it? And Ron, if you had to live in the states, which would you choose and why? Ah. Hmm. We're starting with where would Ron live? Well, where would I live? So. One of my favorite places in the States to visit is San Diego, but I would mm-hmm. never want to live in California, especially now, yeah. especially, especially after what has happened there politically. The, like, it's just the crisis that's going on there um, over the last couple of years. Um, I, I wouldn't want to move to California. Um, you know, I, I, I really like um, I, I hate super bad heat zones. Mm-hmm. So right. if I were to live in Scottsdale, which I could see the benefits of, I could totally see the, the awesome stuff about living in Scottsdale. Um, but I would never really be a fan of like the heat. Yeah, um, terrible. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one I, is. So if you hate heat, you'd really hate it. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to live on the East Coast. Too many people. Mm-hmm. So crazy populated. And you know, if a nuke's going to go off, it's going to go there. East Coast. <laughs> it's a fact, actually. <laughs> so, so it is. I don't know. I could I could see now that I'm getting older, if I had money and I could do anything, I could see the value in pulling a Rob Bailey. Right. I could see a couple of acres in Montana outside of a city. Right. So you can here. get in if you want to. Get in if you want to. There's a you know, like I, I could see the value in that, um, and just having that freedom and and you know what? Their winters aren't that bad. I'm from Canada. Montana winters. I was gonna not. say, I was gonna say, for you that's a warm up. <laughs> Yeah, people. Oh, it's cold, Montana. Yeah, it's kid stuff. That's kid stuff. I grew up. I grew up. I grew up. I grew up where winter is death. You know, winter is uh, a lesson in nature not giving a flying fuck about you. And um, yeah, so, so I, I'd be fine with that. Um, there's just something about you know about that that I appreciate as I get older. But uh, I, I'd want to go. Honestly, <laughs> I love condo life. I love simple. I love clean. I love nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I could totally see myself going and living where you are. Yeah. If I had to. But uh, I, I would want to go somewhere where I was. If I'm going to live in the States, I want to be somewhere where I'm allowed to carry. Yep. Because there's no fucking way I'm living in the States and not carrying a gun. 
<laughs> I'm doing it. I'll do it in Canada. I chose where I live, but not in the States, man. Yeah, no, it's it's, not it's now. so funny because yeah, I was gonna say especially now. I mean, come on, <laughs> especially now. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna live in a state where I can't carry. Yeah, and no, and the reason that I chose Scottsdale is uh, is it it chose me. I lived in the East Valley for years. Um, I came up here one year and it just was home. It's yeah. not everything's everything's clean, everything's nice, and and all. I joke about it, but I'm actually not kidding. There's, there's nothing that I need to do that's further than 15 minutes from my door. Yeah. And I love that. Like, I mean, yeah, where I, exactly life. where I live, I mean, <clears throat> if somebody says, Hey, is there X? I'm like, yeah, that's six minutes, five yeah, minutes, three that's minutes. That's the life for me. I, I, <laughs> I, if there's one thing I can, I can give people for advice, it is try to minimize your commute. I know it's not easy. Everyone has a phase in life where they're driving 40 minutes to work. I did it. Everyone does it. But by the time you're older and you're, you're trying to like settle down and figure yourself out for the long term, minimize your commute. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's for, that's for everything. I mean, I literally laugh cause I mean, there's nothing in prep mode. I can go to four major stores and be home in 30 minutes. <laughs> it's Dude. like, boom, 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 boom. boom. How about that's this? <laughs> How about this? I can see my grocery store, my butcher, my oil change place, my gas station and my favorite restaurant all from my balcony. <laughs> yeah. You're like me. It's like, do I even want to get in the car today? <laughs> like I got to get my oil changed. Just let me go across the street. Right. You know? exactly. For my, cause I'm going to put 3000 kilometers on my vehicle this year. <laughs> cause, I, cause, I, cause I drive what yeah. I drive, what 10 kilometers a day. <laughs> You're you're the only guy that changes oil based on how long it's been in there, not on miles. Not on miles. I know, I know. It says you on, change your oil based on time. Yeah. So I, I look at the the sticker on my windshield. I'm way past the time, and I'm nowhere near the miles. So I gotta I, I gotta go get my oil like, The miles is like. Yeah, you're, that's not even a, not even a question. That's fucking classic. <laughs> All right, one more. You got a good one? Well, there's some good spots in Texas too. I like Tex. I like Texans. Oh yeah, no, I like I, I, really I like, Texas like Texas people. people. <laughs> Texas people are, man, that's something you. I go live there, but I'd probably want to kill myself if I lived in Houston. <laughs> this is a heat, man. <laughs> yes, that's that's yeah. another level. Okay, okay, go ahead. What were you saying? I said we we got to get one more, but you but you get to you get to choose our final question of the day. Okay, let's go. Final question. Um, Pressure. Don't fuck this up. Damn. Damn. Well, people want more cooking with Dusty videos, by the way. I know. They're filming next week, people. And, 20, and, 28, and he comes in. People really want Dante on the show. Oh, I know. I we, have to go to to, we have to go to his house. Actually, I was thinking, and it's going to fuck it up since he listens to the show, but I was going to just start like contacting him on Skype. Like just my normal talks. Right, and just and record them. Just record them. Yeah. And then just eventually it would just be our They're conversations. But it would it'd look like a concert though, right? Because it's like wardrobe changes because it's a different day. <laughs> like, well, just, you know what else we could do? It could, we could say, okay, Dante, if you're not going to come on the show, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read our entire text thread for the last five years. <laughs> and we just do episodes where we sit and just read our text threads and we just, and we alter the voice. And then Dante says, and we read his side of the text and then we read what he asked. And, then, and we just read them. We say, fine. Okay. We're just gonna... 
<laughs> this is what we're doing. Release <laughs> the messages, and we'll release the DMs to the to the web. Oh God, that's we'll terrible. Have, we'll have a new thread on some forum. <laughs> Dusty DMs. I fully expect a text when you're laughing at this portion, Dante. <laughs> Fifteen years. Fifteen years worth of advice. I was gonna say I have a lot of information. I yes. would kill to be able to go back because I, I don't have the email address of when we first started working together. But but he sent me some pictures the other day. He has the very first set of pictures I ever sent him. Oh. And he I sent me those back I and I was like I drive. Full of the worst pictures of of bodybuilders that have never been seen. <laughs> I've got to be. I've you know this. I've got to be one of the. I mean, I, I, it's funny. Like when I look at those pictures, I'm like, how did I convince him to take me? Yeah. Like there was there was nothing good about like nothing. <laughs> oh god. Attitude, man. I've worked with guys just because of their attitude. You know. You know I, what I mean. I, I, always, I always tell people that Chris took me on because. He's got an ego, and he's like, I think I could, I think I could even fix this fucking mess. <laughs> Chris, Chris I'm felt, that good. Chris just felt sorry for me. He's like, I, I can do this. I can get this guy pro card. Oh, I, and also, uh, a lot of people want both of us to go on bodybuilding and bollocks. I, I don't get invited. I'm not on that level. That ever happens. Well, well, then the fans of bodybuilding and bollocks have to let them know that they want us to go on bodybuilding and bollocks. Valid. Listen, so understand you don't want to be outshined, Fuad. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Maybe he just sees you as a difficult character. He's a I thought he's a nice guy. He's a difficult character. I think I want to bring that fucking mess on here. <laughs> That's what. Okay. Okay. Um, let's finish with this one. Hopefully you got something good. I was just on good all live, not. Let's do it. Most, what's the most devastating, funniest, or most embarrassing restaurant buffet cheat meal story? You got. Oh, fuck. I did read that one. I even thought about that for a minute because I. I mean, I don't. That's the thing. I don't really have a. It's not a great story. The only thing I've ever done, um, and it wasn't. I'm calling this believable because after the, um, after the 2010 Junior Nationals, Chris told me I had that night. And then the USA's was in six weeks. Um, so I just got on the horn and ordered every food I could think of to have right. a buffet in my room at the hotel. Um, but I actually ate until I was in pain and kept going. Yeah. Like, my wife went to sleep Yeah, and I'm, I'm hurting and like pushing food down. And I remember like physically being like, Oh, I hope I didn't fuck myself. Like, I mean, I was gluttonous to the worst level yeah but then the, the best part is uh the next morning of course i look retarded and i told chris i'm like hey so i don't i don't have quite enough chicken to get me home and this guy goes oh well, just you know eat whatever today obviously and i'm like and now i didn't want to because the thought of like anything else bad <laughs> was fucking terrible <laughs> yes like, so we did we ordered like dry chicken from the hotel to take on the airplane because like the chicken, thought yeah. of anything else at that I, point you could have just fasted oh god yeah not <laughs> even would have been a great if he just said just don't eat yeah i just remember because i remember like my heart sunk and so and now i make that a rule like i tell my clients on a treat day like even the off season i'm like don't eat like you're never going to eat again trust yeah, me yeah 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 <laughs> yeah because that was pain like i actually have i've never eaten like that since ever 
my my worst ever uh, uh, eating experience was after my first show. Um, oh, actually, it was my so there's this show that I don't talk about that I actually did when I was really young because I, I don't I never mentioned it because it wasn't sanctioned. Right. Like it wasn't like a step up the ladder to go compete. But when I was in high school, I did like a local show that was just put on by the by the gym. Right. And they just had like it was just a local show. It didn't lead anywhere. They're just having like a local bodybuilding show. Mm-hmm. And there was like a bunch of men's heavyweights and stuff. And then they went on to do like the actual shows that were upcoming, you know. Right. And I just entered as a junior. And um, anyways, so I looked pretty good. I was like, you know, I had my quads all separated and stuff. I did a little mini cut for it. And I hopped up there and 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 uh, and and did good. And um, we went out to eat and we went to Pizza Hut. And I remember I dieted really hard. Like I did a six week proper diet. Like I ate like chicken and rice and oatmeal and egg whites. Right. Like six weeks or whatever it was. And um, I hadn't no cheat meals or anything. And so we went out and ate an entire pizza. And it was like probably fucking ham and bacon or something on it back then with extra cheese. Right. And I drank a whole liter of chocolate milk. Oh God. And I didn't well, that realize hurts me to think about. I didn't realize how lactose sensitive you can get when you don't have it. Cause I used to eat like I was a kid, a farm kid, so I put I had like bowls of cereal with skim milk yeah. all the time. But I didn't have any milk for like six Which weeks. Reach. And it, and it was enough it was enough that my body noticed. Like and then when I put in that pizza and that milk, and milk sodium and fat. I had the most incredible stomach pains. And I remember I was wondering if my intestine was going to pop. Like, I remember thinking, like, should I go to the fucking hospital? And <laughs> what I, happened to you, sir? I, I was in milk and ate a pizza. Yeah. So anyways, my, my stomach was starting to hurt when we left the restaurant. Like, I was like, oh, fuck. I think I ate too much. Like, this is really, really bad. And we got up. And I was like, oh, fuck. And we walked to the car and then I couldn't bend at the waist. Like get into the car. I couldn't bend at the waist. Like it it was too painful. Like I went to bend at the waist. I was like, oh, like I was like, holy fuck. And I was really freaked out. And then another part of me was like, oh, is this normal? Like, does every bodybuilder get this? This is what we do after the show. This is what we do. Like, is this something I have to learn to live with? And and so I love that that process you're like. Because if I have to, that's fine. Because I guess if I could just get used to it. Um, so I opened the back door and I laid down on the back seat. Cause And I just like laid in the fetal position and we drove, I got dropped off at home. Oh and, my God. Oh, fuck. I was in agony. And I remember I came in and I just laid on the living room floor. Your parents were like, my, my mom was like, are you going to be OK? And I'm like, yeah, I just I, I eat too much pizza. And of course, they don't give a fuck. They're like, OK, we'll turn the lights off and you go to bed. And I remember I remember <laughs> I actually might die, though, mom. <laughs> I remember I woke up in the morning and um, I remember. I remember being on the toilet for like 45 minutes, like I couldn't get up. <laughs> like I thought I was, you know, when you think you're done, you're like, OK, I think I'm done. I'm, oh, no. No, oh, no. It was like one of those. It was just the worst. 
<laughs> you just gave me the biggest flashback. Oh, fuck. Oh, I'm not done. Oh, fuck. I guess I'm still in the bathroom. And then, of course, you know, someone knocks on the bathroom. How much longer are you going to be in there? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> no I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I didn't plan on being here this long either. <laughs> yeah. You wish you had a fucking iPhone back then, dude. You were in there for so long. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're just in there. Fuck. You're just uh, contemplating life and what you ate the night before, you know? <laughs> Maybe, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I learned a lot in that one night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, <laughs> I just think it's awesome, too. Like, that just proves how farm boy you were. I've never in my life said, you know, I need a pizza and milk. <laughs> That's what I need, a pizza and milk a right now. Like, I need a liter. So, fuck. I remember at, at Pizza Hut, the Pizza like, Hut. I can't, I can't believe they had milk there. Like, yeah, dude, that, you got chocolate what? milk on the menu. For, well, it's on the kids' menu, right? So, oh, what you do, because... <laughs> So I knew guys that worked at Pizza Hut. So if you ask for chocolate milk, you got like a glass of chocolate milk. But they have to open a liter every once in a while, right? So I, I knew the guys at Pizza Hut, they just brought the liter. So I had a carton, like a one-liter carton on the table. So your hookup fucked you. Oh, I was just pouring it. Yeah, just free pouring chocolate milk at the whole liter in there. <laughs> I just you got you gotta understand like this is a Canadian thing. They do not have chocolate milk at Pizza Hut here. I don't think I'll ask one more. Back in the nineties too, you know. God, that's fucking awesome. (laughs) I know what I need. I need pizza and chocolate milk. Let's go to Pizza Hut. Straight. God, we're 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 filming that at some point. You with chocolate milk and pizza. You don't have to do a show anymore, so it won't hurt you. Pizza Hut, the the return. (laughs) The return of Ron. Pizza Hut, the revenge. Oh my God, you're getting it back. Well, is that it, Dusty? Yes, sir. That was a good, a solid one. I'm glad we ended on such a terrible visual note. No, that was okay. We did okay. I think we gave the people a little bit of what they want. Yeah, they definitely want to know about you shitting yourself over. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Shit myself. There was no sharding or anything. It was all contained. <laughs> it was all contained. Maintained control. Yeah, you just had to repaint the bathroom. After yeah, that. yeah. That was good. Well, uh, hey, that was the same bathroom my dad used. He had already done all the damage in the world. <laughs> You know, there's nothing in the world that smells worse than your own dad's shits, right? I know that from. Well, I'm, I'm thinking Friday right now, and I want to add that to our movies now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, everybody. Episode 52. We've been with you a year. And you're still coming it. back. You're still coming I can't back. Believe it. I can't believe it's been a year, man. And um, I, I sort of assumed that like a few weeks in or a few months in, you'd message me and you'd be like, I got other stuff to do. You knew I'd get distracted. See, I'm committed to this shit. Well, basically, we hang out and talk, so it's a, it's a good situation that way. And, yeah, it actually gives me – I have one appointment every week, two appointments every week. It's good. Right. Like adulting. Yes. I, I do this, and I get my beard trimmed. It's perfect. So hopefully, um, by next week, I hope to have this built. That would be that. awesome. Bring us some – it better be in the room so we can see it. I'll show it to you once I get it. No doubt. Okay. Thanks. Remember, everybody – It's just bodybuilding.